My name is Mark Drill, and this is the Primal Alternative Podcast. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast. This is episode number 86 with my foodie friend, Mark Drill, who is um, the co-founder with his gorgeous wife. I've never met her actually, but she sounds gorgeous. She's into manifesting and stuff, so she sounds cool. Uh, From Hellbilby Culture. And it's really exciting because the Primal Alternative shop is expanding and we have got some of the Hellbilby products on our shop they are the Pete Evans heel range, which um, it's just really exciting. It's just like all my friends together in one place. So, so cool. So Mark is going to tell us about how you can go from just being a real feud, real feud, real food enthusiast to actually having a really cool business in the food industry, helping out people on their health journey, having a really desirable product, um, that now is in over 2,000 stockists and in several countries across the world just from just having been given that permission essentially for to say, you know, this is something that's marketable and you could make a business from this and that is what he's done. So we're going to find out about his journey and how um, the product came about and some really cool ways to use it. So um, I've only ever really used the Fire Tonic so far um, to have a bit of a shot on a morning. But it apparently works really well in a mayonnaise. So I'm going to try it uh, with my next batch of mayo, actually. So that will then give me a probiotic mayo, which is pretty cool. Um, you can also have it in drinks and make it like a switchel. You can have it in a nice cup of warm water with some honey and have a bit of a, like a winter immune boosting kind of um, drink to have, which is really cool. So Mark's a family man of four people. So I absolutely hunkered down on asking him how the heck does he get his kids to have fermented foods? And so he shares some really good ideas with us as well as his made up words that he likes to make up just like me. And his big leap from going from having a business in their home, which was basically spilling out into their home. Their home didn't feel like their own anymore to then go really next level and hire a 200 square meter factory and kind of the fears that they faced during that period of time and how they overcame them, which is really cool. As I said, Mark's a family man. He's got four boys. Uh, One is on the autism spectrum. And so I wanted to find out how does he manage being a food entrepreneur being a husband and being a parent and be there in all of those places without burning out. Obviously, I asked him his opinion on coffee, wine and chocolate 
and what he had for breakfast, which is, um, which is yeah, really, really interesting and really cool. So I am so excited to share the stories of like-minded food entrepreneurs who just have got, and I love how Mark's so open and honest, sharing some of the um, mistakes they made along the way and how that was okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay just to get out there and give it a good crack and learn from your mistakes, rectify them, own them, and then move on, which is what Mark and his team have done. Um, so yeah, awesome. And to find out more about uh, Hill Bilby, go to Primal. No, <laughs> really, I need to get my head back <laughs> into gear. Yeah, just go to the Primal Alternative website, right? By Hill Bilby. No, I'm joking. <laughs> kind of. If you go to Prime, oh my God, it's stuck in my head. www.hillbilby.com.au. So it's H-I-L-B-I-L-B-Y. I called them Hillbilly for years. Uh, it's Hillbilby. Um, they're on Instagram, Hillbilby Cultured Food, uh, and also Fire Tonic, which was their first flagship product, on Facebook uh, the, with the same handles as well. So go and follow them because you'll get some really cool ideas of how to use the products in different ways, which is really cool. All right, so obviously I'm dying to talk about Primal Alternative. Um, today, when this show goes out, it will be the close of Intake 2 for new Primal Alternative producers coming on board. Um, I work with the school terms, so I'll be taking uh, most of July off because my kids are off and I want to hang out with them and take a break. And with 2020 turning out like a kind of what the heck is this year, uh, there hasn't been a break in the recruitment since I joined, um, joined, got back to my desk in February because I was about to close for Easter and then coronavirus hit and yeah, we got leaned on a lot more for our real food products. People were ordering double the interest in the Primalista license increased by 75%, which was phenomenal. And so it just was a really silly time to say, no, I'm not interviewing anyone. So I've pushed through. So I've been interviewing for the last six months and um, I love interviewing. Seriously, this license attracts the most incredible women who are devoted not only to a clean living journey, but also to their own personal development um, and really getting out of their way when it comes to making a really good contribution in a meaningful way in their uh, in their locality. So if you are in the, you've got a real desire for food and you don't want to go and start a factory like Mark did um, and a big production uh, like he, he has done, you can do this on a really super, 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 super artisan micro, 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 micro way by having a primalist license and starting a primal alternative production, production, that's the French version, production zone in your home kitchen. So if you've got a passion for clean living, you love, you're in the kitchen anywhere, you're spending heaps of time in there making healthy food for you and your family and you think, well, this would be a pretty cool way to earn a crust. Ah, no pun intended. That's a really good one, actually. I should choose that one again. Then head to primalalternative.com forward slash license to find out how it all works. Um, the next cool thing to do would be to apply for an interview with me. So the selection process is pretty intense uh, because like Mark says, 
Uh, you need to have, when you're in, in business and it's small business, you need to have a no dickhead policy, <laughs> which is how he describes it. But it's true. Every single primal alternative producer represents the whole brand and represents everybody that's associated with the brand. So I have luckily got a 10-year experience as a recruiter. So putting those skills to the test and seeking out the best fit producers to go on and expand the range into more places across Australia. Uh, We're also launched now in the UK and on the hunt for more UK producers. So if you've got mates in the UK who want to get on board, uh, let them know about this because that's really the way that this kind of business model will spread. Um, I will be hosting my next webinar, Checks Diary, on Friday the 24th of July. So if you want to come and hang out with me on Zoom and find out how it all works, get your questions answered get the answers to the most frequently asked questions like how much can I earn? How many loaves of bread do I have to bake? I'm pretty sure my kitchen won't pass. Um, I like the idea, but I'm really nervous. All of those kind of things. Then come along. It's a presentation style webinar. So you won't be seen or heard, but you can ask all your questions in the chat group. And we usually have a real humdinger of a good time at the webinars. And for all of the people that come to my webinars and book an interview during the live webinar, I'll send out to you one of our packet mixers and a packet of cookies so you can try a recipe and convince your family with how delicious this food is. So to register for the next webinar, just go to primalalternative.com forward slash webinar. All right, let's get on to the show with my awesome friend, Mark. Super stoked to have you with us today, Mark. Let's start with what you had for breakfast. My breakfast this morning, Helen, consisted of um, some gluten-free uh, sourdough that I made myself, uh, toasted up with organic butter and every mite. Oh, that's like a combination of all my favourite things and all my favourite food producers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have your own homemade bread, of course, your uh, primal alternative. Yes, and that's very nice with every mite as well. Actually, there's a, a post going around on Instagram, went a bit viral yesterday of everyone having, it must be an Aussie thing, having every mite and then avocado as well on toast. Oh, yeah. My wife does that. That's, she, she does that, every mite and avocado. She loves it. I have to give it a crack. I have to say I'm a bit of a Marmite girl, to be honest. Um, I haven't quite got into your veggie yeah. mite. <laughs> well, the Every Mite is, is my favourite. Um, Cinnamon does a great job of that. Um, that's who makes it. But I have it on, I have it lashed on so thick, I've had to strike up some sort of a deal where we do some swapsies from time to time. I give her some fire tonic and she gives me some Every Mite so we don't send each other broke. <laughs> that is a perfect swap. No, I love Cinnamon Morris- Morrissey. She's... Um, She's been on the podcast as well, and she's got a very similar story to you, Mark, in terms of wanting to get into, um, you know, become an entrepreneur in food and making fermented food from home because of a passion for your family. So do you want to just tell us your story of how your business started? Well, we started uh, probably officially at around 2014, I guess, Uh, and we, my, my wife had been looking at ways to help uh, a couple of our boys, one in particular who 
you know, is on the autism spectrum, um, a very high-functioning Asperger's kid. And, you know, we've since uh, assured that we've got another one on there that we haven't facilitated, you know, worried about getting any help with the school or anything like that because we pretty much know what we're dealing with. And we also had um, one of our other boys had, had quite high food sensitivities. And so we'd embarked on, my wife in particular was strong on this, a, a journey of looking at some elimination diet type stuff um, and then some fermented foods. And, and through that, we, we, we settled on um, a, a gluten-free and dairy-free diet apart from dairy that we ferment ourselves, like milk kefir. And uh, I was exposed to some of those early experiments, I like to call them, that Nicole did. And, and it's one of those things that I found quite addictive. I actually got quite an addictive personality and a very curious nature. And so in playing with various different ferments and we were doing kombucha and we were doing various different fermented um, milks and lacto-fermented vegetables and kimchis and sauerkrauts and um, sourdoughs and, um, as I mentioned this morning, um, one of the ones that stuck is my gluten-free sourdough is thriving at the moment. It's the best um, sort of uh, gluten-free sourdough bread for toasting I've, I've come across. You know, like sometimes the things that you make at home um, are just, you just make them to your own you know, detail that you love. And so that's, that's a very nice thing. Um, and, and so in, in playing with a lot of those, whether it was water kefir, you know, tibicus or uh, whatever the, the ferment was, um, it was a lot of fun and we played around with it. And then eventually, and that was basically for the, you know, the, the gut brain link and, and also just trying to feed our boys a healthy diet. Um, and so we, we, Nicole was playing around with that. I started having a look at it. I started to get interested and I started playing around with it and then expanding into a few different things. And one of the things that I was playing around with, which is it's fermented in the sense that, and I'm talking about Phytonic now, which is our, our flagship product, which is a, an apple cider vinegar tincture um, or a herbal infusion based on raw apple cider vinegar that we get from just down the road from Harcourt. Um, when in the early days, Phytonic, or my version of it then, was the uh, it was fermented in the sense that it came from apples hard apple cider or apple cider which is fermented apples and then um, vinegared from there where it's the, the the ethanol is the food for the mother of vinegar and so um, it's fermented in that sense but by the time it gets to us we get it as a pre an already fermented product and a vinegared product and then we steep it with um, you know over twenty. Um, locally sourced natural roots, fruits and shoots. Um, the last the batch that we've got in now has been going for over two years, so uh, certainly give it plenty of time to do its thing. Um, but that was the thing that seemed to be the most different to what other people that we'd been showing. We started showing it to friends and family, and my brother had a friend who at the time was the manager of a place called La Fromageria, which was a, a little Italian... Um, or European cheese shop in, I think it was in Ackland Street, St Kilda, and she said that, uh, well, this is the sort of thing that people are looking for to buy commercially, that, that you know, nuanced artisan, small batch type production of something that's a bit different and healthy. There's a market for that should you ever want to. You know, it was like a Castle-esque type moment where she literally said to me, you could sell that in the shop. Uh, and that, 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 that was nice to hear and it, it, it probably, you know, 
fluffed my ego up a little bit and made in my confidence and made me feel like, well, well maybe this could be more than just something we do for ourselves. Um, I've always enjoyed cooking and, and putting together good flavours and, and I've always enjoyed, well, I say always, so as an adult, since probably my early 20s, uh, when I've been more exposed to it, I've really enjoyed real food and, and, and doing things from scratch. Um, and so following that little shot in the arm, uh, we decided to start making fire tonic from home and, and we tested the market with it, just making it in 25-litre demijohns, the little glass jars, and just you know, which would make about 150 bottles at a time. And as they say in the classics, the rest is history. <laughs> I love it. And I especially love that you make your own words up as well, like experiments. That is, <laughs> that's a really cool yes. word. I like that. I like that. I love it. It's just, it's, Which it's makes like, me an experiment. Sorry, that, 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 that just going on, uh, extending that out a little further, that makes me an experimentalist. That's good. And also an experipreneur. <laughs> there you go we could go on and on it could just be like one of those word association games we could have a whole podcast making up our own words which i I like to do that as well that's so gold that's so so gold so before we before we dive in and a bit more unpack a little bit how you actually made the big leap from just making some uh, experimental products at home in the demijohn to then going and, you know, commercial and now your products are like blasted across the whole of Australia. Before we go into that, I'd love if you could give us an overview of the products that you make and why they're good for us and why we should be taking them. Well, so if we start, I guess, with fire tonic, it's it's a herbal issue. So we have original fire tonic and the three ones that we started, we started with the original fire tonic and in in the outset, we didn't. We didn't really know too much about. Uh, we, we were we were touting it as vegan. We didn't realise that honey wasn't vegan, and we got absolutely crucified. <laughs> so it's only a hairy when that happens. Ah, <laughs> oh, and and so you know, obviously there's some very cool vegans. There's also some very militant ones too, and 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 the more militant ones jumped on board and tried to crucify us, and and uh, we you know we weren't aware we were doing anything untoward in claiming that so we immediately then started to make a a a legitimate vegan one for for them as well because we wanted to be as inclusive as we could and um, we substituted because honey was a product and and so we substituted honey for um organic coconut nectar which was a lovely substitute so then we had two varieties of phytonic and then after a while we found out well um, like anything you can get a bit desensitized to it in your first sip of of phytonic original phytonic um, compared to your 2000th sip of it, it's a bit different. And, and, and so it's a bit desensitized to it. So how can I get a bit more kick? And so we ended up doing a black label version, which is one that's um, you know, at least 12 months now, two years, the one that we're doing at the moment. And then with extra chilies and, and, and Szechuan and, and that type of thing, just to give it a real um, extra bang. And then the other product that's based <clears throat> on that set is... We had all of this great produce that we source, you know, 99.9% of everything's from within, you know, 100 miles of where we make it that we source it from. And we had all this great produce, all these great solids that had been sitting in raw apple cider vinegar for and steeping for, you know, years. Well, it just seemed too good to throw out. So we ended up pulling the sticks of thyme and rosemary and stuff and the bay leaves out of it. We just blitzed it up 
we added a little bit of uh, organic black strap molasses and um, and to just to sort of sweeten it and a little bit of arrowroot to sort of get the consistency right. And then bang, we had an accidental raw hot sauce, which we which is a lovely sustainable. So those huh. products are all sustainable and no waste. Um, so they're, they're, they're the four products that we started with. And I guess why they're good for you, well, you could, I don't really like to go on too much about that. I like to let other people talk about why they're good for us. What I know is that we use great produce. Um, it's got things like raw apple cider vinegar. It's got garlic. Uh, it's got, you know, and the garlic we use is from um, Freshwater Creek organic garlic um, from John Olive who, who grows it there. We try and source like I grow 90% of the greens that go in there myself and I grow you know, 70% of the horseradish that goes in there too. Um, so we know that we're using good produce, but it's got things like garlic, turmeric, you know, raw local honey from John Edmund. Um, we've got horseradish, as I mentioned, uh, you know, parsley, bay leaves, thyme, rosemary, or oregano, um, you know, carrots and celery. And, you know, that's a, it's a pretty long list of Real foods, yeah. In and of themselves, yeah, have a lot of various different health benefits in and of themselves. Let alone all combined together and then squeezed and packed into a little a little bottle. There's so much, so much in one of those bottles. And 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 you know some of the reasons that that people um, report to us they take phytonic and why I take phytonic. Some of the reasons include um, some people like my brother-in-law, he has it to help him reduce his cramps when he cramps up. Um, so I think about the apple cider vinegar and um, that particularly helps with that. Um, you know, a lot of anti-inflammatories, antifungals, um, just to sort of help as a digestive as far as getting the stomach ready for food. So a lot of people will take fire tonic in water with meals, you know, like you might squeeze a lemon in your water. Um, I like it straight up in the morning, um, just to sort of kickstart. And, and, and kick my metabolism into gear with the, with the heat from the chilies and that type of thing. And I also love the fact that, um, you know, for myself and, and a lot of other people have reported back to me, just, you, you just feel a bit bulletproof when you're having a daily shot of fire tonic as a preventative. And, you know, um, it, it seems to be very helpful in fortifying um, my immune system and uh, a lot of our customers' immune systems. You just generally don't get sick. We don't have flu shots or anything like that. And I know that's, quite controversial at the moment but <laughs> what we've found what we've found is that people have been leaning on us pretty heavily during a time when um regardless of your view on vaccination when there's not one available and i think the conversation really needs to be um broadened into the mainstream more about well, what what can you do naturally to help bolster your immune system what are the habits you know what are the sleep habits what are the activity and exercise habits what are the things that you can do within your choices of your food consumption and or your supplementation? I think that's, and I did a post on this recently, I think that's a big invisible elephant in, in the conversation room at the moment that I think you know, all Australians would benefit from a little bit more focus on. Um, but that's it. That, so that's our, our fire tonic. That's our original fire tonic in the fire sauce that came from that. Um, we've branched out also. Um, into a range, a heel range, with our our, our um, collective mate Pete Evans, who um, he's been enjoying some time in the spotlight himself for the moment. <laughs> um, so we, I mean, look, 
and, and someone actually asked me today on my social media, you know, are you still supporting Pete and this out? Now I said, look, we love Pete. And, you know, like other family or friends, you don't always necessarily have to align, you know, in check step with everything that they, you know, are politically or religiously or, or this, that and the other to share the, a real food agenda. And, you know, you don't just jump off them as a person because you don't agree on everything necessarily. So um, the range that we've got with Pete, we're really proud of and we love. Um, and that's our heel range. So we've got 100% um, uh, uh, fire tonic, which is made with some native botanicals. It's 100% Australian products. Um, it's got some native botanicals in there and it's a little bit more accessible through price and on the palate as well. It doesn't sort of make you screw your face up as, as much, but Pete loved <laughs> our fire tonic. So he had been at us for a long time to, to make a version um, under his label. So um, we, we decided to do that. And then we thought we'd piggyback that on. We had a couple of other products we were making that were finding it difficult to get an audience for. And we thought, well, perhaps we can help each other out because we were making at the time some beautiful we were buying organic um, biodynamic red wine from Sutton Grange in Victoria and we were making red wine vinegar from it and we're finding it hard to get a market for it. And so um, we said, well, maybe that can be a heel product as well as we're doing fermented mustard. And we still do both under our own label, but we're getting a lot more traction under the heel label because Pete obviously brings more attention to it. So we do, we do fermented mustards as well. And again, like anything fermented, you know, the, the healthy gut bacteria um, uh, in, in the, lacto, the lactobacillus uh, in, in our ferments, our fermented mustards are uh, particularly uh, helpful for the healthy gut and that's particularly helpful for a healthy mind. And, you know, we, we made up more of, uh, you know, other organisms than we are of our own DNA. That's right. That's right. We're, we're outnumbered. And you're, you're absolutely, you know, speaking my language. And I think everybody listening to this podcast is, is on board as well. It, it's all about, you know, becoming, as you say, bulletproof um, through lifestyle, good food. But I do know that Firetonic for me is always in the, it's in the fridge for me. I like it in the fridge because um, it's sort of less, less screw your face up a bull. Um, I also have some herbal tonics from my naturopath and I put them in the fridge as well. It's kind of like, um, yeah, easier to take. And I, I do feel that for me, I take fire tonic for a digestive because I have low HCL just from, um, you know, years and years of a trashed gut. But I know that my friend Jo Whitten from Quirky Cooking, she loves fire tonic as well. And she sips it all the time, but especially when, I think she does all the time, but especially when she feels like she's getting a cold, she takes Viotonic yeah. to help ward that off. So everybody's got their own, you know, anecdotal versions of um, what works for them. And it was really interesting what you said about your friend and the cramps. But, um, yeah, I love, I love your range and it's really exciting. I'm so glad to collaborate with you, Mark, and have some of your products on the Primal Alternative website as well, which we'll go into a little bit more at the end. But I've got to ask you, do your kids like them? Yeah. Uh, our kids actually do. So our kids have, and, you know, if we go back to 2014, what's that, six years ago, my seven-year-old at the time would have fire tonic, you know, straight shots of fire tonic. <laughs> so um, our kids do all quite like fire tonic. They all have shots of fire tonic. And in particular at the moment, well, we sent them just back off to school today, which Nicole was pretty excited about because she'd, she'd been <laughs> and it was you know, that, that's been challenging in Victoria because we've been doing it a bit longer than, than everyone else. 
so we sent them off with, with shots of fire tonic and, you know, even I, I remember just before um, they were sent home from school and asked not to come back, we were sending them off with our little 50ml uh, traveller um, pouches of fire tonic and they were actually having it at school as well. So, yes, <laughs> they do. They're quite enjoyable. I love it. They're, 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 they're used to fermented flavours and stuff. They're not so big on the sauerkraut and the kimchi. Okay. But they do enjoy... They really do enjoy the homemade um, sourdough. Yeah, well, who wouldn't? That sounds amazing. But that's one thing that um, that's really interesting, actually, because I can't get my kids. Well, one of them, one of them will eat um, cortido, which is quite a nice um, fermented veggie. But I can't. I haven't actually tried the kids on fire tonic. But I think that you know, my son's nearly thirteen, and I think the idea of having a shot or something might be quite manly. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> So I might, well, I might yeah, try that. That's a really good idea. Well, it's funny because when you, when you say that, it's, it's with the – I just pretty much did the – so the marketing and the label and that sort of stuff, it, it could be considered quite masculine. I just – I look, it was a product that we were confident enough um, in to take the piss out of itself a bit and make it look like the old, you know, snake oil bottle cure, everything, that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, we were trying to take this out of ourselves a little bit. And, and it's interesting because when you market it, it, it could be perceived as quite a manly sort of a thing. And then what we kind of then realised is that it, it, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. 75% of our followers on Instagram are female. Mm. And I'm, I don't know what our actual customer ratio is male to female, but being something having a, a little bit of a masculine edge, it doesn't seem to put the female customers off. They must be more comfortable with themselves, I think, because hmm. uh, I know if it was made too feminine, I think it would put uh, uh, some male customers off. So it's an in- interesting psychological yeah. thing. Like that. Yeah, and a lot of these uh, food products are marketed to women because they are predominantly the ones that buy the food, right? So it's interesting to have yeah. a product on the market that's got a bit of a point of difference in that. You say it's masculine. I actually don't think it's masculine at all. I think it's got a real gypsy vibe to it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another story that's interesting as well. So our original label, we had it down as, you know, instead of a traditional folk remedy, we had a traditional gypsy recipe. And, you know, but it was meant to be an eclectic look at how traditionally um, travellers would use vinegar and, you know, spiced vinegars you know, even going right back to the Romans, it would use like they call it Posca, which is like soured wine and that sort of stuff. But, but vinegar was a great thing for travelling with because, you know, um, you would, it would preserve things and it wouldn't go off and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but then we, we had someone bring it to our attention that the gypsies apparently, and it's, you don't really know this so much in Australia, but apparently through Europe and that's a, it's a lot, uh, it's a lot bigger deal. Um, that it's a term that's really supposed to be reserved for um, the Romani people. And so once we found that out, we changed the labels, as you know, and it took a little bit of a while to change that through, but we weren't, we're not trying to, you know. Um, Offend anyone. On a <laughs> it's such a minefield, isn't it? I know. I, I, love how oh. you, I love how you explained about, you know, you, you genuinely, hand on heart, thought you had a vegan product, but then it had honey in it. Like I did exactly the same yeah. thing. And, and it, it's just like, it's no big freaking deal. You know, if you start a business and you make some mistakes, then you just go back and you change them. It's not the end of the world, you know, like, but it does feel like it. I think a lot of us feel like, you know, it's got to be absolutely perfect and we can't possibly make any mistake. 
to be out there doing what we want to do. But that's not the case, is it? No, it's absolutely not. Look, I think uh, it's really difficult at the start not to take it personally and not to feel like, oh, someone thought that I had intentionally, you know, had tried to, uh, I don't know, pull the wool over someone's eyes or, you know, it, it kind of plays at your integrity it's like, or deliberately try to, you know, use an offensive term. And, that's, <laughs> and so that's, that kind of catches you off guard initially. But, yeah, uh, I think for any new entrepreneurs heading into this field, it's really important to... You need to, to be robust. You need to roll with the punches. So you need to use that rock and water um, idea whereby sometimes you need to be the rock and, and sometimes you also need to be the water and just go with the flow. And so, uh, you know, we roll with those like punches and, and we play on. We, we, you know, we're proud of our product. We make a good product. We're proud of our associations and we play on. Yeah, love it. And I started my business illegally. I didn't know you needed to have a food business <laughs> registration. <laughs> So that was kind of funny. And then somebody pulled me up at a market and you're like, you don't know. And then you find out and you go, oh my God, I need a registration. Okay, I'll get one. And then you, you go on and do it. But it doesn't need, you know, it um, doesn't need to mean that you need to close your doors. Oh my God, I failed and, and, and went away. Yes. But just getting into fear and failure a little bit more, not so much failure because you are a raving success, Mark, but let's talk about taking that big leap. I want to know a bit more about going from, you know, the demijohn, and 150 bottles, a fire tonic too. What sort of size scale operation you are now and how you made that big leap and some of the fears that you had to face in order to do that? Interesting. We, we, we did it step by step and there, there does need to be a leap at some point and you can mitigate some of those risks. But I, I don't really, still don't consider myself a business person. I'm not I'm allergic to spreadsheets, paperwork, you know, I have an aversion to paperwork. I don't like that. And, and, and like my financial advisor and good friend tells me, oh, you are, you're a good business person. I say, well, I don't enjoy that part of it. I don't really consider myself that. What I do like is I love um, the product development, you know, creating the recipes, doing the time in the, in the kitchen and, and, and making the stuff up and being passionate about it. And I quite enjoy some of the marketing and, and celebrating that. Um, but I've never really considered myself a business person per se. And so to, to have come from a, um, a 25-litre demijohn, 150 bottles at a time to be making 1,000-litre vats, which are more like you know, 5,000 bottles at a time, um, is, has definitely been a journey. Uh, we, we started the next step from one demijohn at a time was we got up to five demijohns at a time and then we started doing them in, in, in 20 litre um, food grade plastic pails. Uh, and then by the time we had them stacked up three deep, three, three high and, and three deep in our hallway to the tune of over a hundred of them, we thought, <laughs> and we had people, we would start a couple of part-time people coming into the workplace and, you know, and, and so we just had our house wasn't our own and it had, it had sort of gotten beyond a hobby. Um, we had another uh, business at the time which we ended up selling to concentrate on this full time and that was a big leap. Uh, so we then decided to rent out a property and after a visit to uh, Sarah and Emmett at Remedy who we met at, um, at Pete Evans facilitated talk up in Sydney, they were uh, presenting and I was presenting um, and, and you know, how to make fire tonic at home type thing. 
um, we met them and they extended an invite to us to go and check out their operation and we saw how big it was and they told us they loved fire tonic and, and they kind of almost suggested that we take the leap and we go into a bigger thing than we think we might need, you know, and, and kind of, I, I, I guess, um, I don't use the term, Nicole uses the term more than me, my wife, manifest, you know, its own success. So, so um, operate and, and assume or, or, or make choices and, um, and take actions that will lead to needing that bigger facility. And so we took the leap and we went into a, a 200 square metre uh, facility at quite an expensive rent. And, you know, we got uh, some, some equipment and machinery and then we just sort of t- 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 to take it all on and it's, it's, you know, it's been up and down. There's been challenges. We're, we're pretty happy with where we're at right now. Um, you know, there's a lot, it's a challenging time for, for a lot of businesses. We're hopeful that we remain a, a product that's considered one as a staple in, in, I know yours is in the fridge and that's a good way to help if you're in a hot climate to help the mother to stop taking it with it. It's a very vital product. The mother of any is alive in it so it can take over if open for a long time in warm places, the mother mm. can take over. So the fridge is good for that. We, 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 don't, we get through ours pretty quickly, so we keep ours at room temp. But um, we'd love to see it as a staple, you know, whatever version, whether it be the, the hillbilby or the heel version in, in, you know, most Australians' homes just as a bit of a go-to because and, – and part of that is making sure that people understand what you can do with it and, you know, what it's good for and that type of stuff. So we, we you know – use it in a lot of different things in in summer and winter we have it as a warm you know caffeine caffeine free uh tea type drink with with honey hot water and a spice of lemon um in summer we have it um just in 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 soda water or cold water and actually that we've from that we've we've actually got a couple of new products called uh, we've got sparkling switchels and and the switchel concentrated shrub syrups um which are, were based um from out from having just done that with fire tonic um, and you can we use it in our uh, in our mayonnaise, anything that you can use. You might otherwise use uh, lemon juice or, or vinegar for. We use it in you know things like salad dressings as well. Um, you know, like it's it's great in a in an Asian slaw with, for example, some sesame oil. You know, it's just a straight ready to go thing. So there's lots of ways that you can use. It. You don't have to take it straight or diluted in water with meals. But it's a matter. There's a big education process as well, and we feel like now. I guess five or six years on, um, we've 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 definitely made some sort of. I mean, we were the first. We were the first to. I think we created the uh, the genre in, in, in the category. I guess this, that, that in Australia, and there's been uh, quite a few other ones come on board. And it's interesting that we had to remove a lot of the, like we had tongue in cheek stuff on our on our label that said like warning regular use may induce unrivaled vigor and energy and we had to take that off but then and we couldn't make any health claims and this sort of stuff and that's why i still don't i don't i don't need to make health claims um you know what i say is try it i'll give you some you know to come and taste it try it free come and taste it and then and we do that whenever we're at events and they come back in half an hour and they go oh i feel really good <laughs> uh, and so you know we try to um Claim, claim a little and over deliver where we where we can but uh, yeah there is there is an educative if it's a new product in a new category there is an education um, involved that you need to be proactive on and then now I see you know similar product labels that are claiming everything under the sun but you know I'm not going to go and report them I think that's I don't think they're claiming anything that they, that I haven't seen happen with it 
Um, so I'm not going to report them to, you know, the, the labelling standards or anything like that. It's just a shame that, you know, we can't have our fun things on our label. So our label has evolved quite a bit, you know, vegans, gypsies and, uh, <laughs> to, you know, warn, warning, warnings on it, what it might do for you and that sort of stuff. But we were able to keep um, strength and vitality on it because it is a concentrated product. So it is, it, it's very strong and can be diluted and it's vital in the sense that it, it's, it's a living, it's a living um, oh, concoction. Clever. I love it. I love it. Just thinking about all those um, keyboard warriors, gypsy, vegan, with vigor yep. and health. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. We presented ourselves, you know, we had our chin up, if you like, in boxing terms, and we were quite yeah. an easy target there for a while. But um, we know we know what our motivation is. We're not, we're not trying to really upset any apple carts or go no. out of our way to be provocative. We we know what we're doing and, and, and we're based on, you know, our, our whole our whole thing's been based on trying to create something that's a helpful a helpful product. Absolutely. And the thing is when you're a small um, producer, you can make those changes really quickly. Um, I know, for example, like um, when we were developing the wraps and the bread with Pete, the way that he lets me know he likes it is he just posts it on Instagram. Um, and they go, okay, right, yeah. we're, going, we're going ahead with that product then, are we? And then we're like, right, everybody, let's get this on the online shop. Where can I buy these wraps? Where can I buy these wraps? And, like, we, we, you know, we launch usually before we've even got the labels ready. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's fun, right? So I know just a bit of a gear change here, but, I know you're a family man, Mark. Um, you've got Nicole and you've got your four boys. And what I'd love to talk about here is how do you manage being a parent, being a husband and being an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, I value, I've always liked the idea of a big family and I value family time. Uh, I've, you know, I love cooking and I've been the, 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 the chief cook for, uh, I've been with my wife now since 19, the end of 1988. So we've, we've been, I was at her 18th birthday as her boyfriend. So we've been together for a long time. And I've always been the, um, the, the, the chief cook, you know, not just to get out the dishes, but because I actually love it. And, and so I've always liked just being home and being around. I, I'm actually a bit of a home bot. I, I like being home. I, I, We've got the factory. I don't have an office in the factory. I still have my home office. So I and Nicole are generally home with the boys for most of the time that they are home. I mean, obviously, I've got to go into production and, and those type of things. Um, but, yeah, I still, I, I still work primarily from home um, and, and, and interspersed with visits into the office. I mean, I've got a great crew. I mean, the Hillbilby crew, we, we, everyone's there for the right reasons. Um, work is a great place to go to. I think it's really, really key is to have a no dickhead policy. I mean, you've just got to be so careful in the small business who you let through the door. And, you know, sometimes what's convenient in the short term will really come back to bite long term. You've just got to be so precious about, you know, who you let in the door. And then once you let them in, though, and you've decided you've got the right person, I feel it's really important to, to, to let them loose on it, to give them give them some freedom and, and you know, let them know that you, you trust them and that you, and it has to be the right person to do it. And when you do do it, it's very rewarding to see them grow and them help grow the business and actually um, impact it positively and for people to work together. And I love the idea of I just came from work before and we had a great meeting um, uh, with good people and, you know, it's nice to look forward to going in to see them because... You know, that's how it's supposed to be and it's not always like that. I love it. No dickhead policy. That's so true. It's so, so true. Yeah. Um, so um, just 
so kind of come into my final questions now, Mark, but um, tell me, yeah, everybody asks me this question. So I have to ask you this question too, but how the heck did you get on board with Pete Evans? Like he would be the biggest influencer in the real food movement in Australia and New Zealand. So how on earth did you manage to start producing the heel range with Pete? Well, the initial the initial conversation with Pete was brought about. There was a there was a group. So Pete, um, I guess the paleo movement was his first foray into bringing um, uh, a non a non mainstream um, way of going about something. In this case, you know, a dietary thing um, to to the mainstream media. And I think Pete. Pete, you know, is a celebrated um, provocateur and, and, and challenges, you know, regular thinking and, and he does it very well and, um, you know, some things people agree with and some things don't. And I don't think, I think people need to understand that you don't have to agree with everything that every person says or not agree. I think we've become very tribal at the moment and you can see it. In particular, it's, it's under the microscope in the US. You have to be, you know, a bloody red or a blue, you know, and, and I think it, the politics and religion and all that sort of stuff tends to, to creep into how people think too much. I mean, can't you just take people for the person they are, dig under that a little bit, and can you still be friends and can you still, you know, work with them despite some of those differences? And so paleo being the first one, that was the first challenge I think Pete brought to the table for Australians um, first and foremost. And, you know, we played around with paleo. We liked that idea and so... Um, and we definitely felt healthier on it. I ended up couldn't <laughs> I couldn't I, I couldn't stay on it. Um, and Nicole we took it even to more extreme for the boys. And she did gaps diets and they were elimination this and that, and they, they went right through it. But I ended up getting I ended up just settling for myself on gluten free and and non fermented dairy free. So I'd limit that. And and that that's what I found has worked pretty well for me. I, I'm probably healthier on. Um, on the full the full paleo and primal type diet, but um, it's a balance mentally and just you know enjoying certain things as well. So that's what I've settled on. Getting back to how we, we found Pete, that paleo movement sparked a, a group of cafes. I think they were called the Paleo Cafe at the time. Mm. And um, because our products fitted the bill, we managed to get into a couple of paleo cafes. And I got friendly with the the the, the the person who was in charge of the media and promotions and that sort of stuff. And I noted that I think at the time Pete might have been the spokesperson for them or may have, you know, an ambassador or, or at least at the very least was an advocate um, for that cafe group. And so I just asked, I said, hey, look, do you, could you reckon we might be able to get some of this to Pete? And he might like to try it. And she said, well, I'll, I'll check. I'll, you know, get his detail. Anyway, she hooked us up and I sent some to Pete and Pete was all over. He said, I love this stuff. I've seen something similar and tasted something similar at a farmer's market in the US. And he was all over Phytonic from the outset. And he was a very strong advocate and he was really supportive. Him, and him and also um, his wife, Nick, were, were so generous in their advocacy for it. And that's why it was so easy for us to go into business with them because we knew, and there's a misunderstanding about this, but we knew why they're in it they're not in it i mean how easy would it be just for pete to just play the celebrity chef game and, and just get you know that money rolls in the door very easily it's non-controversial it's easy to do pete honestly believes um you know in 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 the ways and means and the food and health policies that that he puts in for his, for his family and he's just sharing that for people to either um to choose or not to choose but we we found that um we had a good a good relationship with, with Pete um, and it started from his generosity, not ours. 
Yeah, he, he, he really is um, very easy to work with. And it always astounds me. I always think, why does he do this? Like, because like you say, it, it would be so much easier for him to like earn yeah. mega books on TV, right? But, you know, like with Primal Alternative, yeah. he posts about us every week, nearly sometimes twice a week. And, um, and he gets nothing for it. I mean, obviously we keep him in bread and wraps, right? Of course. But um, he, he has a, a very minimal royalty that he donates to charity. So for a lot of people who think Pete Evans is some kind of, you know, crazy man, um, and I have received quite a few emails from people I don't even know who've taken the time to email me and say that I should disassociate with such a lunatic. Like, I'm like, why would I? Because he, stand, he actually stands for everything that I value and he has got an amazing audience and he holds up businesses like Hillbill Beam and like Primal Alternative and really just helps to spread the message of something that he is passionate about. And seriously, like how lucky are we <laughs> to be involved with such a generous human that is just, you know, coming from uh, coming from his absolute heart center and just, you know, sharing his truth essentially. Yeah, and, and, and look, it comes down to us that we, we know Pete well enough to know that, you know, whether he's taken out of context um, or it's, it's touted as, you know, saying one thing or the other, we know at the core of him he loves everyone and he's trying and, and his motivation is to try and help people uh, be healthier. So, you know, once you know that, like, like we do, it's easier to, I guess, um, not be too worried about if you don't line up on everything else. What we do line up on, um, and, and the absolute main things, we line up on real food, and we're a food business. So, you know, whether politics, religion, spirituality, or anything else, um, whatever anyone thinks about that, we line up with Pete on um, what is real food and what is healthy food, and we are particularly proud of our, our real food that we make under the Hill label. Absolutely. And no matter what's going on in the world, and there's always something going on in the world at the moment, what is one thing that is a real nice constant and it's really reassuring and it's a very stable thing is to come together at the end of the day around the table with the family and tuck into some amazing food and share what's happened in the day. And I think that that's so important for family uh, stability, especially if mum and dad are working um, and kids have been at school all day. It doesn't matter what kind of day you've had if you know you're coming home to some good food. Yep, 90, 95% of the time we have a family meal at night, um, which we've home cooked, although my 13-year-old cooked us dinner last night. Um, he likes to cook Oh, actually, well. ours did uh, as well. He did, a, he did a chili a few weeks ago and, and did like a six-batch six chili. So we've got heaps of chili in the freezer, so we just thawed that out and chucked a bit of avocado and stuff on top. And that was dinner last night. It was delicious. Go the 13 year old cooks. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. It's so nice, isn't it? Yeah, it is so nice. Now I need to ask you my three questions that I ask all my guests, Mark, and it is what is your personal take on the three kind of gray areas when it comes to clean living and real food, which are coffee chocolate and alcohol <laughs> tick 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 <laughs> oh we're gonna be such good friends <laughs> uh, so i have i'm sipping a black i'm sipping a black but okay so with a, a a couple of um caveats just from a personal perspective so i, I present to 
the um, person at the at the, the, the coffee place as someone who's you know very much a walking contradiction because I have had a situation where too much caffeine gives me a an ectopic heartbeat. So, mm. But I love, but I don't like. I only like espresso. <laughs> so <laughs> what I've found, I found a couple of great local. Um, producers who make a, a really wonderful decaf, and so I just have, um, you know, I have a double shot, of de- I just have a double shot decaf espresso. So, you know, it does get some funny faces, but I love, I need the taste. You can get a good decaf, um, and I, uh, you know, so I get an unadulterated coffee like that, but I don't get the ectopic heartbeat from it. And um, so, so that's my coffee. Um, as far like as chocolate win. goes, yeah, I do like, but. I'm not into the milk chocolate so much. I like a, a 70% sort of dark. I make a lot of my own chocolate from um, chocolate buds like Cindy's Changing Habits Chocolate Buds or just Will Cocoa. Um, I, I enjoy doing that with, with nuts and that sort of thing. I think that's a nice thing to do. Sometimes I'll put some peanut butter in it. Um, so I like that because, it's A, it's a bit better. It's, it doesn't have dairy. And um, it's also something that you don't feel like you've got to eat a block of as well. Um, what was the other one? Alcohol. Well, yeah. Actually, it's funny because um, you know fermented products like beer and wine. Um, I've loved playing around with myself, and, and and I love. So I'm I've been a wine buff for you know thirty uh, odd thirty odd years, and been collecting wines. And 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 one of the things that actually became really helpful for me, and I'm I'm far less of a snob than I used to be with it. But um, <laughs> one of the things that um was really helpful is because. Fire tonic uses fresh seasonal ingredients. We've got to leave some room to play at the end. And so, you know, you can't guarantee, we've got a flavour profile that we need to hit, but it's not guaranteed every, every you know, the winter one will be the same as the summer one. So we've got to play around with that. And so Nicole jokes often that my finally my bloody ridiculous palate in which I'm sending coffees back and being a pain in the bum with this, that and the other because it's tainted or, you know, they haven't cleaned out the cups or that sort of stuff is um, finally being put to good use. <laughs> it's making us Yes, that's it. It's, just, it's, it's sometimes that's true, isn't it? You think that your weakness, it's a weakness, but it's not. It's always a strength and, it, and you've definitely found a way to um, make the most of yours with your fussy palate. Every batch of Firetronic is done to taste. Perfect. Love it. And I love that seasonal variability and I also love that it's not just all the same, you know, it's the same with our products as well. It's kind of the same, but everybody's looks slightly different because it's all, you know, homemade with love and it's the same as your products as well, which is so cool. So tell us, where can we get our hands, apart from on the Primal Alternative website, where can we get our hands on Hillbilby products? What's the easiest way? Well, apart from the Primal Alternative uh, website, of yeah. course, uh, yeah. we are available direct to consumer. So we have a B2C um, platform at hillbilby.com.au. And if you go there, you can choose to buy direct. With, and um, if you spend $125, you'll get free shipping anywhere in Australia. Uh, there are one or two remote areas that might be slightly more, but essentially for, for, for 99% of Australia, that's the case. Um, and the on that same website, there's a little uh, menu button that you can press that says store locator. So if you hit that button, you can see uh, where, if you want to support your local store, where your, your nearest stockist is there. And we've got over 2,000 stockists I was going to ask you that. Wow, 2,000. That's yeah. incredible. 
yeah, so in Singapore, we're in Singapore, we're in uh, Hong Kong, we're, we were in England and looking to get back in the UK, but it's, obviously there's been a lot of issues over there at the moment, so <laughs> we're just sort of writing that one out. Um, we've got, we've just sent some samples over for the United Arab Emirates, so we might be available mm. there soon. We've got, we've got one um, very loyal customer who, who, who buys four boxes at a time and has them shipped like that's that's 48 bottles at a time and has them shipped over to the United Arab Emirates. He can't wait to be able to get them locally. <laughs> um, we are in New Zealand as well and we are looking to get into the United States and we have talks with a, with someone there at the moment but we're still keeping our options open but we're pretty keen to, to get into there as well. Um, Australia is our main and will always be our, our focus because you know, the old saying, you can't fire a cannon out of a canoe. We need to make sure that we have a real strong base of support before we branch out too much from there. And so, you know, and we love Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Awesome. Well, congratulations on what you've achieved so far. And it sounds like what you've got now is incredible and the future looks very exciting as well, which I think is just such a nice place to be in. Now, have you received your primal alternative goodies yet? From me? No. <gasps> right. <clears throat> okay. Well, I've got some stuff on its way to you. I'm surprised it hasn't got to you yet, but I'll follow that oh, up. Great. Well, uh, the question mark I've got is whether I actually put the order in with the Victorian primalists or not. That would be why oh. you have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that gives me something to look forward to. It wouldn't yes. surprise me if, if it's in the post. I mean, we sent... We tried to send something overseas a while ago and it was seven weeks before it even left the country. So um, mm. I do know there is a lot of hold-ups hold ups at the moment, but I, I, I very much look forward to your great products and in particular the wraps. I love, I love a good wrap. You want the wraps? Okay, no worries. Because I was thinking um, I would send some pizza bases. I think we'll send six pizza bases because oh, that would be a nice... Yes, That'd be a great, easy family fun dinner and also cookies because I just know that, it, you know... If you're not 100% paleo, you're going to love those cookies. So I'm going to get some of those to you as well. So let me, when, when you get them, let me know if you like them or not. Oh, I definitely will. Thanks, Helen. And thanks for having me on the podcast. It's been great to chat. It's been awesome. Mark, thank you so much for your time. I know we're going to get a lot of the listeners are going to get a lot from this. So thank you so much. Pleasure. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.